Welcome to Target Cancer Podcast. Welcome to Target Cancer Podcast. I am Dr. Sanjay Janeja. I'm a blood and cancer doctor, the technical term being hematologist, medical oncologist, also known on social media as the Onc Doc, where we just try to educate a whole bunch of stuff about cancer, make it, you know, less scary and more empowered with education. And I could not be more excited about having just just the All-American stud. He's done so much. He's been in uh, several films. But the biggest reason, personally, and I'm biased, and I'm so excited to have him, is very outspoken about breast cancer. We have our very own, and by the way, he's pretty good looking, I guess, uh, Cody Christian. Cody, I'm so glad you're here. Um, tell, I mean, everyone knows who you are, but if you just want to say a couple of words about who you are and why cancer is important to you, that would be awesome. Absolutely, man. I mean, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for the introduction. It was very, very sweet of you. Very kind. Uh, <laughs> Um, who I, I mean, who I am, I've, I've been in the industry, creative entertainment industry since I was a baby. Um, you know, I had, had big visions and big dreams to like achieve and, and kind of do what I'm doing now. And even where I'm at at the moment is kind of just the very beginning in, in my mind. I love that. Um, so I, I don't really like to say, you know, actor or this or that, just look, creative person. It's not yes. like that deep. I think the, the center main focus and what I think is really, really cool is, is you know what we're going to be talking about and to your point just providing insight and uh, information and personal experience i will preface this with everything that i will share and everything that we are discussing is my personal experience and my opinions uh it's not absolute truth it's not right or wrong it's just what i went through with with my mom and, and that's kind of why i'm here speaking to you is i firsthand went through it with my mom and her breast cancer and I've had people around me in my life go through it and, and, you know, going through it, being a part of it and a witness is very different than, um, you know, having to see it and live with it every single day and deal with the gravity of the situation. Um, so I think things like this and, and, and avenues of communication like this to provide, you know, insight is, is very important. So I appreciate and respect what it is that, that you're doing. Oh, I appreciate you saying that and I definitely appreciate your passion about it because I think... Anything you don't know, like, you know, things that are scary or less scary, you know, when you when you learn about them and know about them. It's, I see tremendous strength and courage from not just the patients, but the people with them in the patient room every day. They're like, dude, how could you be an oncologist? It's sad, it's pressing. I'm like, dude, it's humbling. Like, I get to see tremendous strength and courage through an extremely difficult situation that I hope I could have 1% of the strength of. And I think education is a big part of that. So, like, my wife, she, you know, she was, you know, got a master's at Tulane teaching university, whatever. And then her mom got breast cancer. And then she kind of had the, this experience. And, and I wanted to hear about yours where like, basically she was getting this kind of information, that kind, it was inconsistent. You keep trying to adapt to the situation. You keep just wanting to understand and know where we're at so you can kind of adjust and go forward and things kept getting changed up. So then that's when she went to med school and does oncology now, you know, 15 years later, because she wants to make sure patients have that. Did you have a good experience as far as, and, and anyone listening, I really don't know, but like, did you feel at least comfortable with what was going on and everything and, and have a good relationship or was it kind of a little bit of not knowing what to expect and where she was at, you know, at different places through her, her cancer battle? I mean, the cancer battle was a long one and, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that like that's said and done and it doesn't come back. Thankfully, she's been in remission and, and you know, still has some health problems, but nothing close to that. I think it's her body and more importantly, her mind recovering from what she went through. Um, for me, 
And I actually, you brought up an excellent point, and I think this could be something that could be discussed and possibly implemented into the future of just a better database and or access to information, not the general WebD, oh, my shoulder hurts, right. therefore I must have like a perforated like lung. No, I mean like actual vetted, credible sources in a combined network on topics such of like this magnitude of cancers and things that like really can rock your world because when you hear it um i mean everyone's aware we all know what it means we all know the word obviously i mean I, i'd be pressed to find someone that is really like wait what um so i think with the connotation that i already have with it without having to do research first when you hear the the word you think right death sentence you think, all right this is it this is over you know you hear it time and time again okay so and so they got this type of cancer that type of cancer and it took their life if anything it's like it's almost just like it's common you say cancer you associate it with death right um or at least that's my no for sure you know interpretation time so when i when it was first brought up um you know i didn't feel like comfortable i didn't feel good about anything i actually felt um terrified i was so scared but i also knew the position very well because i'm 26 now so this happened um <clears throat> this happened she when was i 16 17 this was a minute ago um you know but at the time hearing it and and, and seeing my mom <laughs> having to hold it together it was really hard for me because i wasn't able to process any type of real emotion it was kind of just you know, similar to what my mom went through, fight or flight mode. And I think that's a big misunderstanding is the news, it doesn't necessarily only affect one person. It affects everybody involved, everybody involved. So when there's misinformation on one, two, three, four ends, right. you know, it kind of makes the experience terrifying. Uh, you know, throughout the process, my mom got the right people and the right doctors. And they're like, of course, all of it came. But I, I do think back and, and, and wish the first, I think, diagnosis, test, um, the first couple months maybe were handled. I don't want to say anybody didn't do what they needed to do, but I think maybe just the type of information wasn't right. neatly presented in an organized way. So people know the psychology of it. Hey, we're telling, I mean, you, you know, right. I can't imagine it's like a fun conversation. Right. So it took a few months, you're saying, to really, and that, I mean, rightfully so, cancer is very complicated, there's all kinds of, you know, idiosyncrasies, but it took a few months, but there was a point in the journey where you and your mom were like, where it was like, okay, we, we can do this, and it became more positive at some point, yeah, correct? I it think, just took a few months. At some point, absolutely, but I don't think that came from anything tangible in the outside world okay. that came mostly from, like, inner self-belief. Okay. And that was what I was saying earlier is, like, you know, I'm at that age, like that's mom. So like, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be what I have to be. And if that means just being, you know, there, a rock, being strong for her and being like, nah, like you said you were gonna be here when I accomplished X, Y, and Z. So like, you have no choice, you know, you're gonna have to fight this. Right. And if not for yourself, then for me. Yeah. And you know, that's what kind of, it's astonishing, like the power of the mind and the relationship the, the conscious and subconscious mind has with the physical body. It's incredible. And, and you know, I was speaking at a fundraiser 
a little while ago, and they said, like, so who do you want to dedicate this to? And I, you know, it wasn't a specific person. I said, I want to dedicate it to, like, kind of the unsung hero. And, and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, really just, like, that spouse or that child or that mom or that dad of the patients that have cancer. It's like so many times, like, that deserves its own, I mean, obviously no, like, lack of merit to anyone facing cancer. But, but those loved ones, like, that deserves its own almost, like, you know, package or empathy or, or tools to, to handle because they're in the, I've seen, I've seen people that are married 30, 40 years that like their spouse ages literally 10 years in, in six months, just with the stress, with taking care of, to getting them there, to understanding, to what if my spouse doesn't make it? How's the treatment affect me? And rarely do they ever get asked, you know, like, so how are you doing? Like, okay, like how are you exactly. doing? And you know what it is too? It's a lot of people, cause I can speak on this firsthand from my experience. You don't feel like it's okay for you to feel bad. exactly. It's almost like you feel guilty for having these emotional responses, right. but they're okay. You know, they, we're all humans. Yeah. The psychology of like it should be affecting you that way. It is hard. Yes. It is tough. It is scary. There is uncertainty. You know, like during that time for me, <laughs> I was, you know, my dad was working. My older brother was out of the house, so it really was just like her and I. Um, you know, I'm prepping auditions. And going out to try to like book something so that like I can keep progressing the career forward and I can bring money into the household right. and like because I've been working and paying bills for a very long time right right so it didn't change when all of a sudden like my mom if anything it was like it exacerbated the situation of like okay I need to focus up and I need to really show up if I have a gift and an ability to use my creativity and my art to like make sure that I'm okay my family's okay it added a whole extra layer but having to prep an audition, be with my mom, hearing her getting sick every single morning, helping her like throw up. And then because, you know, she's going through the, the chemo, the radiation, all of this, I'm watching like my mom's Native Native American. A lot of people don't know this about me. I'm Native yeah, American. Yeah, I read that. That's super. Right. Um, heritage wise, it means a lot for Native American, for their hair, right? My mom's hair was like beautiful, yeah, natural, long. true. She's in her 50s. It was like dark, dark black. She's never dyed it. Like there was a sense of like pride and identity with her hair. To have to watch her go through losing that, cutting it off, seeing my mom drop down to 90 pounds, no eyebrows, no hair. And you really have to look at this like, you know, you're, you're feeding your mind and your heart with self-belief every single day. And you're, you're speaking against what you believe the reality to be because like, at a certain point, you just refuse to accept it. Right. Um, and that, and yeah, that, it's just... To your point, ahead, though, people mean well, and, like, they're, like, they'll say, like, oh, it's just hair, it'll grow back. Like, they're trying to make someone feel better, but but I've seen plenty of stuff of on my, you know, TikTok comments and Instagram where people are, like, that's actually even more, like, they don't mean it, and I appreciate that, but it hurts more because you don't know what the symbolism is. In that case, it's her heritage. In another case, it feels like a victim. And so there's just so much I've learned, even as an oncologist, like about the sensitivity of those things. And you touched on this for a second about working harder and, and pushing and saying, okay, I just gotta step up. I was gonna ask you, and it's, and it's different, so say in like a metastatic setting, right? Where somebody isn't like curable, but yet they're gonna have a long fulfilling life, hopefully like with targeted therapies and everything coming out. People live generally years with most of, cancers. What is the word you use for? Me uh, metastatic stage four, like if it's like metastatic oh, or stage four, it, okay. if it's spread, so it's incurable. Sorry, yeah. I always forget to say that. So if it's incurable, the, some form of treatment is indefinite. And what happens is I worry, and I was gonna ask you that, like, is there also on top of the emotions of having to be strong as a support person, is there guilt 
I'm saying like I'm having to go to work and not be there or I may lose, you know, my wife, my husband, my son, my dad, my mom. And, and yet, you know, I have to go. How do, how do anyone listening that says saying like, gosh, I know my loved one has age four, but I still have to go to work. Like how do, is there a guilt component and how do you, you know, deal with that? This, this is what I've realized, man. Um, <laughs> look, human beings, human experience, there's no right or wrong navigating this path. There isn't, there isn't. It's like, how do you want somebody to digest and process and information that like, hey, we live in a time 2022 where we still haven't figured it out, haven't cracked the code. Right. Look at the advances and the innovations that we've made, but this this thing can tilt, still take my loved one's life. Like it's it's terrifying, man. It yeah. really, really is. Um, <clears throat> but I think for me, what I realized is uh, it's not about, and I'm saying this with a, with a grain of salt, right? Because I am right. very empathetic. Um, but it gets to a point where you have to realize, and it's not about you. It is more about them. It is more about them. It is more about how they're feeling. They're the ones going through it. You're being affected by proxy. And even though your feelings and emotions and whatever it may be are justifiable, um, they do come second to the person actually experiencing it. Cause I've also seen the lack of, and then I've seen the person who is being affected by proxy, carrying more weight and making it a little bit more about them, which then now flips it back on the other person of like, oh, well, I don't want you to feel as if you have to hang out in the hospital and yada, 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 yada. And then let's go to the deeper level of that. Well, okay, now you have these emotions that are not being discussed and communicated. You have this feeling of guilt. You have these heightened sense of like, you know, stakes essentially um, what is that doing to the mind in the deepest level on the subconscious side when it comes to taking this path of healing itself inside out? Yeah, because in my opinion, and I don't want to speak ignorantly on this, you, are, you went to school, like I have a lot of respect for science and medicine, but I do think that sometimes there are things that can't necessarily be explained and I have a, like philosophy in my life mm -hmm. and what I choose to believe that like the power of your thoughts and how you're thinking and how you're communicating to yourself can aid in that process, can aid in the fact of how you feel and how oh, that's quickly- data supported. Inside on the molecular, cellular level. Yeah, no, there's you know, research. No, that is, there's data that shows mentality. They've looked obviously like really strong faith and praying, but also just like, you know, optimism or not optimism, implementing optimism, where there's actually like a survival benefit um, that even like, you know, crazy, fancy, expensive drugs can do. So you're, you, you're absolutely yeah. correct. And there's a lot of theory behind that, um, you know, but, but, but you nailed it. But I think it's an important point. Like it is about like at that moment, the patient that you're caring for, but on the flip side, and you also said this, like you also, you shouldn't internalize either. Like, and that's what you were kind of touching on. Like if you do find yourself like, you know, being kind of like projecting your feelings or anger or whatever on other people or the person you're taking care of, instead of letting it get there, you have the right and you should to voice when it's really hard on you. It's okay to say when somebody asks for a hundredth time about like your loved one, like, how are you? It's okay to say it's tough because that just makes you a more empathetic person. It probably yeah. makes you the healthiest source for your, you know, loved one and, and it's okay. And I hope people Let's feel it's okay. And I agree with you. I think what needs to happen, and this is something that maybe, you know, you could bring to the medical community, but I think in the team of operations, there mm -hmm. really, really needs to be a psychologist involved. 
and someone that is extremely well versed in the scenarios that this world is existing yes. in because my mom specifically would have benefited tenfold if she had somebody from jump to speak to, to grow with, to connect with during the course of right. her treatment, like a regular therapist. And then also because that person being involved with the doctor, the team, they know the family, you know, that transition's too cool. Let me do a session with my mom. Let me do a session with my dad, her husband. Let me do right. a session with both of them together because we can't expect these people to be able to process and communicate their emotions intelligently when they're going through something that is quite and, literally and the, the most time. traumatic. Like there's no experience. handbook. And for the first time. Right. It's like they everyone's figuring it out together at the same time. Exactly. And you don't know the checks and balances. You're literally, fine, you know, just taking it a step at a time. And, and yet we have all this experience yeah. and knowledge on saying like how best to cope with each role and everything. And, and it's just not implemented. That's one of the gazillion but things I could talk about. Experience and knowledge and information. And that's amazing. Right. But check this out. What we also need is somebody that is well versed in human emotion. Right. Right which is definitely not necessary. I mean, it is in textbooks, but like, you know, we need someone in that field because that is just as important as all the tests and everything that you're putting your time to do because you can only do so much on this front, right? Right. But what happens when you walk out that door and my mom and dad are sitting in there and they don't know how to communicate and they don't know what's going exactly. on and she feels bad and he feels less and like, there's so much and they don't really have anyone to talk to and then they don't want to burden each other they both feel guilty. They don't want to go to the real world and say, hey, my friend, uh, look, I need to talk to you. And uh, I want to, it's about death and cancer. And, de and like, no one wants to have that conversation. And most people, man, let's be real. Like they don't feel comfortable having that conversation because the world's not necessarily too kind in regards to like facilitating proper environments for like people to feel safe to communicate and express their feelings. I mean, so it's like we see going on and i think like it's like again i have so much respect and appreciation for you of of taking the effort and initiative to just talk about these type of things and go out and get like the real scoop and information because i think through conversation this is when real change becomes implemented now it's like hey we do need somebody for the mental psychological emotional health and well-being because that is a part of the treatment plan yeah and why is it not already covered under insurance why is like that part of this have to be like a separate because that's Thank the other you. issue. Yeah. You know, you talk about we want to save and heal people. That's a part of it. Why was when my mom looking for a therapy, she couldn't get somebody because it was extra out of pocket and yada, 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 yep. yada. Keep in mind, they're already looking at millions of dollars on their insurance bill every month. Like, Bro, you nailed you know? it. I mean, it's so unfair. It's like, it, it's like I've learned a lot. I've been very disillusioned since practicing. You know, I started two years ago. There's so much bureaucracy and red tape. And I think anyone that tries to say otherwise is kind of just like, you know, it's cap like you we they, know bottom dollar stuff yeah, right absolutely but so yeah. so what we so what happens is when i when my patients ask me what can i do for resources literally i can't find a you know behavioral therapist or mental health here they're booked up for weeks and weeks and months insurance doesn't cover it somebody has to pay out of pocket two hundred dollars you know a week or whatever and that's it so literally at this point i'm giving back in the face that is sorry go ahead sorry yeah sorry. i know no, no, I know. I mean, you nailed it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm giving people TikTok handles and Instagram reels of like, you know, creators that like I really like respect that are totally like geared towards like, you know, process. I mean, everyone's doing it for the first time, dude. It's like when you're when you have a kid, it's like you expect them to mess up and not get it and this that, and the other. It's just the same thing. It's like we don't we can't be expected, and it's crazy to think that we would know how to navigate something so crazily wrecking and nobody's supporting it like financially. So like, and and that's, that's like human. 
those beings right there, though, man, is like the expectation that we should have to face something of this magnitude and be like, oh, I should be fine. And you shouldn't be fine. It's okay to not be okay. Right. You know, like it is heavy. It is a lot. It is scary. And uh, the best piece of advice that I can give, having gone through it personally, is like, you don't, you're not alone. You don't have to go through it alone. We're in a world, look, as soon as we took our first breath, we all signed up for the fact that we live in a world where we don't really have that much control. Right. Only so much that we can do. And our right? time is finite. And We're all going to pass. Exactly. You know, we, exactly. And I think the one of the biggest motivating factors for me, um, take my time seriously and, and, and really, like I got a bigger, like, vision with everything that I want to create and add to the world. Stuff like this matters to me. Having these conversations to fix things that are kind of just not being addressed and spoken about. But, you know, I've thought about that a lot. The fact that we only have limited amount of time here. And then I'll tell you another thing too is is I promised my mom, I said, hey, look, if you if you need to make it because I have things that I want to show Aww. you. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm at a place now where I'm like, cool, you're here because I asked you to be here. And you and I did this with each other, and I said, I'm going to need you to fight for me harder than you've ever fought. Aww. And I think at that time, the scariest part of it, man, honestly, was I didn't know how I was going to live with myself if if it didn't work out the way I needed it to after I had done nothing but put self-belief and optimism. and Because there was a part of me that felt like, is it wrong for me if I don't know for certain to encourage and to uplift and to like, Oh, that's a good point. You know, that's a and great if it point. didn't happen and like, let's say, and then like, would I, as would a feel man, as, would I be sitting here for the rest of my life dwelling on the fact of like, I said, no, no mom, please. And then gave her and gave, and then it just didn't work out. Dude, I see that um, all the time. I see patients that are sometimes that have been amazing, you know, second two or three years, they're in third or fourth line treatment is towards the end. And all, and all they want, all they want is somebody around them to just accept and say, you did an awesome job. And instead, it's always, you're going to fight this. You're not going to give up. You're not a quitter. And they're tired and they're exhausted. And their bodies have taken a toll over the last six months of that four-year journey. And I see it in their eyes. And I know at least if they're my patient in the room, I will say, like, y'all, I will just say that. I'm like, she's she hasn't quit and she's gone way further than most people. I'm like, but at one point you need to do the best thing for you. And is it going for a 6% chance of an extra four weeks? Or is it just like finally accepting and saying like, I I'm proud of myself. And that's a big issue I see all the time. And it really worries me about like the guilt that some people, you know, are, are sent to, you know, their time you know, to the next world with is because they don't want to fail other people, but you can see it in their eyes. And that's why I hope anyone listening can say, am I, am I doing that? Like, because, I have patients too that like just push like, you know, very hard um, because they mean well. Nobody doesn't mean well. But sometimes you want to ask yourself, but am I asking what, what my loved one, you know, how do they feel in this journey, especially if it's been going on for years. And on the flip side, it's why I'm never a jerk. Like when somebody's a jerk to me, like in the store and stuff, when I was younger and a little less educated, I'd be like, dude, that guy's kind of, a, you know, whatever, whatever. Now I'm like, I don't know if that person was in another visit this morning. Like I know how much cancer is out there. I see people and I can't even like show it for HIPAA, you know, but like we'll kind of nod. And it's like, you just yeah. don't know what people are going through, one. And two, it's okay to ask for help. And three, it's okay to like, like talk about it and always remember, like, am I asking the person I'm really caring about what they feel rather than what I, what I need or want to feel? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the first step to all of this becoming normalized, and I've said it before, I'm going to reiterate, you know, 
you taking the time and effort and with your career path and what you've chosen to do and and now with the world in which we live in the accessibility to information amongst you know all the social media platforms like this is important man the fact that that this is not a video and this as soon as you know sean presented this to me i was like absolutely no hesitation because this is not something that like it's not it's not the it's not hollywood it's not the i'm not trying to we're not talking about like this is real this is real this is happening in the world and rather than keep letting it do this like let's talk about it yeah let's start a dialogue a very honest direct blunt like what is going on what have you gone through what needs to be addressed this is what i've seen and noticed this is what you've seen and noticed like let's make this better for anyone and everyone so whenever this goes to the next step when this goes up and gets shared like you know, I'm sure he'll let me know, but I want to make sure I'll share it every to the best of my ability because I think combos like this are important. It is. And it's have to, and not everything in the world <laughs> has to be for clout and likes and this and like. There's some things that are way more important. I think maybe we're at a time and a place where we're, we have to refigure that out. You know, collectively. We so, do. So now I've, we're distancing yeah, more. You know, like, and by hearing a video absolutely. like this, people are going to know your position. Like exactly, Cody, and they're gonna say like probably make you know tear up because it's like I I know exactly what that feeling is, and I I hope people comment on this and tell us what they do for mental health. What are some of the innovative stuff that like are implementing either in like you know clinics? I have no idea hospital, but we got to get there. Like that's the one. That's the thing too, man. Um, mental health is so subject. That's the, this is a whole nother con. We should have another conversation down the line about this specifically right. because. Know, the mind and the in psychology and mental health is it's something that uh like i can't even tell you how many grown men that i know that lack basic mm-hmm. emotional intelligence and the ability to comprehend and like not live off of pure in the moment ego and pride and like are, do it's it's crazy to me um but back on the mental health side of, of things it's something that needs to be addressed and really like talked about because you know i've gone through stuff gone through stuff i'll get into it later when the when the time is right to share the story but like i really do firsthand have experience in it so um just like what we're talking about there's certain things that it could be better so if it could be better and it could have better access to more help and more like resources to for for real people like that's that's what we that's should be it, talking man. that's about. the sauce people we can't keep ignoring it the health day what's that I said, we'll set up another yeah, one of these, right. maybe in person. I'll come down to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and, get some popfish yeah. and we'll like, you know, we'll, to, we'll do all that. That's awesome. I, man, I appreciate you so much, Cody. I think of everything you said, it really hit me hard on how insightful and reflective you are when you said, there got to a point where I was wondering if I was saying, hey, you got to be around, you got to do this for me. Am I positioning her to feel like a big disappointment or letdown at the end of her life? I hope everyone heard that statement. Like that's what you said, and that is a prime example of meaning well, having difficulty like with new emotions that you've never experienced, and at the same time being cognitive of the other person. That's a very challenging trifecta or triangle to balance at freaking eight, sixteen years old, bro. That's that's why like there needs to be uh, uh, a middleman. That why yes. like that need support. Right. And, what we're talking about. Like, that's what they know. They are very well versed at like this because. Yeah comfort and understanding and having communication throughout this process would benefit people tenfold. And I mean, the patient, the husband, the children, the family, like everyone, man, because nobody, the daughter is not going to have the time, the money, the resources to like go figure out how to get therapy. 
she's not gonna go to school and like with her friends she's not gonna want to talk about it so this hurt and this pain it gets internalized and then it stays there and then it manifests in different ways and then god forbid you know something goes wrong and then they're left with they're this unresolved angst for the rest of their life and and we don't know what that's gonna do to affect them in their mind and their health so it's like is it a cyclical thing yeah are we setting it up to like perpetuate almost in a philosophical like uh, on another yeah six yeah man that's a wild wild philosophical thought crazy it's like the carrier the generational delivery of continued pain is possibly related to malignancy that's because of everything too only like because it seems to me like you're quite the philosophical person and, and I didn't you obviously yeah right so it for me it's like what it what exists in your mind currently what the narrative going on here truly is your reality and your narrative right that's what it is fully 100 you wake up every day oh my god I, I i hate myself i'm so ugly yeah you are and eventually your eyes will start to shift and your perspective will change and you will start to see all the flaws all the things you don't like all the things you should feel insecure about you'll create and sustain a bigger bigger narrative and then give it six months all of a sudden you'll be a different person right that's how deadly and how powerful one unchecked thought can be um, so I think understanding that, uh, and being able to process and identify your thoughts, but these are all things that could be taught with the help of like a really good therapist that cares. Yeah. Because it's not it. a bad thing to somebody, but there's been a stigma of like, if you get therapy, then you're messed up or you have problems or you're crazy or, you know, you can't, you have, that's not true. It's just, communication is important. Can we at least important. kill so that? Like, can, can we at least kill yeah, that stigma to start? peers or your family and they're like, oh, I can't talk. Great. Go to somebody that can professionally do it. I understand why they don't do it though. I lived it. You know how difficult it is to find somebody and then find somebody that cares about you, that you can trust, that's in your network, that you can afford. I go guys that like, and friends of mine personally working 80 hours a week can barely afford to pay rent are absolutely depressed are going through things that like, if I could be there and talk to them all the time, great. But when I'm not, you think their priority is to, oh, I can barely put gas in my car. My insurance isn't going to cover uh, therapy. So let me go ahead and spend $200 out of pocket so I can speak to somebody for 45 minutes that keeps checking their phone to see if our session is getting like closer to the end. Oh. You want me to like, no, nah, I'm good. And then people avoid it. And then, you know, we have all of these problems. I run into, I meet a lot of people and I really love having conversation. I love communicating. I run into so many people, man, where I'm just like, shit, no one's. You know, you haven't no had this conversation. Like really, no one around you right? haven't had this conversation. You realize more and more and more, like even though we might think it, nobody knows what's going on inside your mind until you express, right? 100%. So that's why conversation and things like what you're doing to uh, implore conversation and real conversation, not like, oh, we're doing this for the, right. like I'm gonna be honest, like, I'm a little like embarrassed like how you introed me for this because it like it makes it seem like i'm like you know and i'm not no, like i knew I'll throw it was my going this way that's why i did that intro because first i got to keep them in so they can see this side of you and i read everything i saw like your pride of your heritage and about like the experience and i was like i need people to stick to this so they can actually see like how real the stuff is and and you know to your and point you have so what i was gonna say ahead, is like, what you said is like you know speaking about it feeling we touched on this we said life is finite, right? You have an X amount of period of time. 
at the end of the day, the outcome isn't even the most important. It's what did you do with your days? Either if like, like God forbid, if somebody Experience. passed, but when they survive on my comments on TikTok, you know how many survivors say, I'm, I've never been the same every day I wake up in fear and depressed. So they're cured, they're literally cured, yeah. but they're forever currently derailed or debilitated for the rest of their lives. And that's here and that's mental health. And that's why those things should be prioritized more than how good our drugs are. Because even if our drugs can clear it, you can't, you didn't ameliorate someone's life. Hey, we're going to have future conversations, right? We have a lot of things to discuss. Yes. Now is not the time. Yes. Um, is this information is, you know, it's, but we have things to discuss for sure. For sure. We're going we're gonna to touch back on the subject. Absolutely.